Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock. I am Brian Chambers, and with me, as always, I am Philip Goffrey. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? That's right. We are the neighbors that stop by for some good banter. I mean, that, that's it. A good time, some good banter, a lot of fun. Philip, cheers, man. It's been a heck of a week. Brian, cheers to you. I need this this week. It, yeah. It really has been a very trying and long week. It's that therapy that we need. Thank you, for have to like having this conversation with me, and I want to thank the listeners out there that are listening to all of this therapy that's happening. <laughs> it's I'm always I'm always really curious when people listen to our podcast if if they're sitting there going, man, what an asshole, or, or like he has no idea what he's talking about. You you call it a, a, a vacation, our getting together and our, our venting sessions that we do, right? Well, people I mean, actually, I, that it is a vacation because I can't go anywhere else. It, there, <laughs> no, I, just, I just show up here. <laughs> there is that. There is that. People actually ask me all the time, you know, how do you find time to do the podcast? And the, and the reality is finding time to record with you is, is a wonderful experience. It's not a problem, right? I love when you stop by. I love when you just open the door and, oh, we're recording. Let's do it. All the other stuff that goes involved in the podcast. Sometimes you gotta find some time, but uh, but the recording part, no, that's great. Well, I I know, and, and it's been it's great this week. We don't have a special guest, but we do have a special guest that's going to be with us next week. You guys are going to want to stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear about our special guest. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together, and that's why we choose a passion. Alpacion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.alpacion.com. So the weather's been back and forth a lot, and I know it's cliche to talk about the weather. Like, how are you? How's the weather? But when we live in the South and you start getting weather that is 75 degrees, oh, 30 degrees, uh, 75 degrees, uh, 10 degrees, 80 degrees. It just, it plays with you. I don't know. Do you have allergies? Does it like mess with your allergies a lot? I do have allergies. I did not know that I had allergies until I moved to, <laughs> to, came to, came to the South yeah. until the weather played with them. Yeah, evidently that's pretty popular for people that move down here from other places, though, because we get all those northerly winds during the fall and the winter that push all the, you know, cedar and oak pollen and all that stuff uh, down from the hill country and down from the Midwest. So. Well, some of it can actually be harmful to you because, what is it, yellow dust that it gets pushed? I think it was when I lived overseas, the pollen and everything that kind of gets pushed to Korea or China or whatever, and it goes the ocean or the salt water 
it like mixes or something and creates this dust or whatever. I thought that was code language for like opium. <laughs> I thought you were trying to tell me something. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Let's get the yellow dust going. <laughs> but, yeah, we don't do green fairy here. We do yellow dust. <laughs> Sprinkle a little bit on man. Here. Here, sniff it. Sniff it. First year that I lived in Houston, Texas, and the Sahara dust came over the ocean and started dropping down on, on the city, I thought to myself, okay, seriously, like, what the fuck have <laughs> I moved into? Okay, African dust makes its way from across the world and drops itself on top of my head. What? How is that possible? Oh, uh, you wanted to travel. Now you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But my, it, my father comforted me. Actually, he's like, really? oh, "Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're just breathing camel poop. It's fine." Uh, isn't that nice? That's like that's great. That thanks. That makes you think twice about when you go to the zoo. I, imagine all the the pins and everything that you're walking around when you're seeing these animals and in their uh, habitats, right? No, I just all walk the- in. I, th- I think myself, you know, been there. <laughs> <laughs> the wind will take care of that smell for me. Uh, smells like every October in Houston. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because when I li- went in college, I lived in Lubbock, and the stockyards would get filled certain times of the year. 15, 20 miles maybe outside of the city limits, right? So This is, this is cattle, I assume? This is cattle, yes. This is cattle. And the smell, just there's so many of them that you could. it could be a gorgeous night, right? It's fall... It's dry weather, so you're sitting there, 75 degrees, dry, just enjoying the night. You're like, oh, West Texas isn't so bad. And then all of a sudden, you get a smell of cow shit, and oh, you're yeah. just like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> right? It's just... You're having one of like those a- moments. Where like, <laughs> I, I, I choose to be here. This is a choice. Yeah, this that's right. And then you strange. rethink everything. You're like, hmm. It's like a bowl of Wheaties with cow shit. <laughs> you know, I've driven through all sorts of farm country over the years for various reasons, right? Growing up in a race car family, I've had to drive through a lot of, like, middle-of-the-nowhere areas. To me, the worst is the big chicken farms. Why, wait, why the chicken farms? The smell, man. Is the, chi- the chicken farms are that much worse? It's un- They can't be that much worse. It's unbelievable. It's where, it's where McNuggets are made, man. <laughs> it's, where, it's, where, it's where so much is made. So much is made. Memories. Did, did you ever watch those videos? It, Love. Did they ever show you the I'm where good. did chickens and cows come from, like in school, where they showed you the processing plants and things like that? Yeah, they lied. <laughs> I did watch those So you had videos. the animated version. Yeah. Then I watched like the Netflix, we shouldn't eat these documentaries, <laughs> right? We, you should not eat it, this stuff, it's so bleh. And oh my God, you're like, I'll never eat chicken again. And three days later, you're like, those nuggets taste pretty <laughs> fucking good. You know? If you don't get the spicy nuggets, it's not worth it, man. Now, I will throw down um, a fast food experience that I had recently. We eat lunch at our desk in front of our screens. Which is sad. It is what it is, you know what? And when you when you get a deal done because you're sitting there, it's great, right? So no problem. Happy dance. Happy dance. So the fast food thing. Fast food becomes part of the equation. If you don't bring food from home and you're, let's say, a little more busy than normal and nobody can go, you know, deal with picking up a reel-to-go order somewhere to bring back to the office because we all kind of take turns doing that, well, then fast food gets on the table. So we do eat, like, the McDonald's sometimes and... There's a place called Southwells here in Houston that makes a, a decent fast food burger that we get now and again. And I do, I have heard you talk about fajitas that you guys have eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do fajitas. Sometimes we even do fajita pizza, right? Yeah. Big shout out to Pedro. Yeah. Uh, to Pedro Mora. 
the other day, we got Wendy's. She can mess with you, man. Listen, man, I'm here to tell you right now, the frostiest side, that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. Hold, hold, hold on. Do you eat your fries in your frosty? No. Okay, so that, that's not you. No. I didn't know that was a thing until you just asked that question really? just now. Okay. Yeah. So you do? I do. Wow. Okay, so well, I haven't had I haven't had a Wendy's frosty, and I don't know how long. But if I okay, were, so I would memory, order fries okay. with a frosty. Yes. All right, that's I'm I'm not going to pass judgment. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> and you're just like you're fucking weird. Is it? <laughs> you is just, it just say it. I'm all right with hearing it. Is it a vanilla frosty or a chocolate frosty? Chocolate frosty. Chocolate frosty. Always chocolate frosty. And you dip your fries in it. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't okay. even ha- I didn't even hesitate. Yes. Were you a big fan of that show, The State, that sketch comedy show back in the day? No. No. So you never knew, I'm going to dip my balls in it. Not that guy? No. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. Well, anyway. Um, well, I haven't tried my balls in a Frosty, but I, I could definitely put it on my to-do list <laughs> to see. I would advise that you have somebody else try your balls in a Frosty. Uh, just just saying. <laughs> maybe Mrs. Chambers can, can accommodate. So hang on now. Hang on now. Let's backpedal a little bit. I got a burger. From Wendy's. Actually, I got their two for five meal. So I got two burgers from <laughs> Wendy's for five bucks. Because because it's two for five. Why wouldn't well, you? I mean, it's a deal, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a big it's fan of deals. 20 cheeseburgers for a penny. I'm in. Why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> Ryan Chambers, they were delicious. Yeah? Yes. I the, was these are Wen- Wendy's burgers. Yes. Oh. And I we was... are not sponsored by Wendy's for our listeners. No. No. <laughs> no. I find most fast food, frankly, I don't care. I don't care if it's McDonald's, Burger King. I'm very picky when it comes to stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, I'm not. Whataburger, I don't care. To me, Oh, okay. Now, now you're in Texas, and so you start saying Whataburger, that's a whole, we can get, that's a whole different topic. I know some dudes with a big belt buckle and spurs is going to show up and beat my ass. I Really? Get it. Come on now. <laughs> Is that what you, so is that why you avoid Whataburger? Because you're like, all the real cowboys go to Whataburger. We have listeners in the Northeast. I have to keep the image alive. <laughs> to me, it's kind of all the same, right? It's kind of all the same. It's just, it's fast food. It's terrible for you. It's all basically the same caloric load. But I'm telling you, man, that the Wendy's burgers they were absolutely delicious. I was blown away. I was like, wow, that's a really decent burger, and I got two for five bucks. Tailoring back to the Whataburger. Okay. Okay, so real quick. There was a story. There was a guy that I ran into. I was traveling in the airport. I was doing this audition. I was flying. I was flying to, I think it was Memphis at the time. And I decided to get Whataburger. I had about two hours to kill. And, you know, when you travel by yourself, you weird people who travel by themselves will gravitate towards oh, yeah, you, man. right? Oh, all yeah, the time, I right? All the time. <laughs> They're just yep, like yep. really weird. I loved it, actually. Did you? It's, yeah. it's like it's the ultimate people watching type of thing, but they're interacting with you. So so this guy comes over, and he, he asked, I'm at a table, and it's in the airport, and I'm at a table of four, and there's three other chairs. Obviously, I'm not going to tell him, seat's taken. You know, I'm not, I'm not about to do the Forrest Gump on him. So he asked if he could sit down. I said, sure. He talked to me about Whataburger for probably 45 minutes. I was looking for every reason to get up and go. My flight was still an hour from boarding. And I finally, I just had to say, oh, 
great to meet you, man. My flight's boarding. Gotta go. I was like, I felt so horrible because the guy was like swimming in memories. You know, when we get together and have these conversations on the podcast, I rely on you for cues to get in and out of conversations. The fact that you could not find an opening to direct that guy away from <laughs> that conversation. That's amazing. First of all, I was kind of amazed that he didn't even, I don't know how he's breathing. He's, a, he's like a mouthful of, of, of food, which was disgusting. And he's sitting there talking to me as he's like chewing. I'm like, are you even taking a breath? Breathe. <laughs> breathe, <fucker>, breathe. <laughs> Do you think he would have been upset if I like got up and started beating his chest? <laughs> just yelling, you're not lose. I'm not losing you on my watch. And just hit no, his chest. No, he just would have kept on chewing and talking. <laughs> like, That's right. These fries. <laughs> you know what? Like Grandpa Billy used to make. <laughs> He's the one that replies to the dentist when he asks him a question. Yeah, which, by the way, one of my dearest friends is my dentist, and he still fucks me with, with me with that shit. Like, he's still, hey, so how wait, was wait. your day down? But he does it on purpose? I, he has to. There's no other, there's no other you explanation. Don't, you don't think that he's just bored out of his freaking mind? Because like if, if he doesn't talk? Because this is my theory with dentists, that they're bored out of their damn minds. If they don't ask a question... They're going to sit there just thinking of the worst possible shit because they are in the grossest place possible, the human mouth. I think that one of the things that they're trying to do is control the environment. So when they do give you orders, the swish, the spit, all that shit, you listen and you and you have no sort of ability but to immediately react because they've just distracted you with so many questions you already can't answer. Like, oh, so how was your week? And right? <laughs> oh, are you still cycling? <laughs> there's like, there's nothing you can do, right? I used to have a dentist that tell, used to tell jokes. Oh, that's the worst. I did too. That's yeah. the worst. I, I just tried to ignore it. Actually, the one dentist, the last dentist I had was made me feel so horrible about myself. And this is, well, I'll, I'll explain. He gave me a tutorial or a lecture, a lesson after my cleaning. About how bad you are cleaning your own teeth? Absolutely. He would literally pull out you know, a little iPad and charts <laughs> and things like, okay, this is a good mouth. This is a bad mouth. <laughs> this You're is your mouth. Bad mouth. <laughs> That's you, awesome. You, you see all this, Brian? It's not good. It's going to turn into this. And they'd swipe to another picture. I'm just like, ah! <laughs> you know, I'm just like... That's hilarious. But, but this was after I sat in the chair for like 45 minutes to an hour. I'm just like, I I'm right. just give me the, the free right. toothpaste and whatever and let me go. It's like after he's completely raked you over the coals. And yeah, my mouth is already money. sore as shit from like having to be pried open. And he's sitting there going, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, just, just tweet it, man. I'll, I'll follow it later. Well... Teeth aside, fast food aside, there's been a lot of stuff going on, and there was something that actually I came across the other day I wanted to talk to you about. It, it fried me, actually. Oh, I like this. What do you got? This is going to get me going a little bit. There has been a lot going on, and I don't like to pay attention to social media quite as much as far as the Twitter world goes, because people are just mean. <laughs> It's a cesspool is of Twitter, just is Twitter, horrible things that are just said. And it just it, It's horrible. Is Twitter like its own world now? I mean, is that like a it, thing? Twitter has always really been its own world. It bleeds to other areas. But if people haven't heard by now, the Mandalorian star 
Gina Carano was fired. I did hear about this. And I've got some questions. We're not going to get in. I don't want to get into all the nuts and bolts of exactly why she was fired. Just in general, what what got me going was the fact that she was fired for posting things on Twitter. Okay. Now I, I agree that people have a right to post their their opinions and things like that. The problem that I have is when you talk about, especially with a company like Lucasfilm and Disney, they want to be inclusive, right? They want people to be inclusive, to have their opinions to be equal opportunity, right? And they ultimately fired this woman from a successful a successful character on a successful show where they hadn't had in a while for having political views. And, and it wasn't just political views. It was political views on the other side of what most of the, everyone on the company was looking at. Now, I don't, I'm not going to get into the left and the right wing and all that. My issue is this cancel culture that's going on. You have people, especially on Twitter, that all of a sudden were, they, they had a hashtag, fire Gina Carano. I mean, they had a hashtag going to fire her. That, that it's, people are going above and beyond on social media to try to ruin somebody's life, to try to ruin their career. And it's, it's bullying at its finest. And it is a direction that we are going that is super dangerous. And it, it really miffs me. I'm not, I don't care what side of the, of the platform you're on right now. You know, there was, I was looking at the tweets and things like that, and if you guys are interested, go back and check it out. But it didn't sound like anything that was, that could have someone fired. It was, it was a different opinion. You didn't have to agree with it, and, and many people don't, but many people do. Regardless of what side you're on, should she really have been fired for it? It just seems stupid. It really, it didn't have anything to do with her acting ability in the show of her character. Here's a performer who was tremendous on The Mandalorian, tremendous on Disney's show. Great character. Great character. She's been, in my opinion, very positive for a female role model. And being a father of a girl, I, I, I really take that personally. She's not an apologetic character. She's not a convenient female character. No, she's an extremely strong... She's a powerful female character. Absolutely. Which it even blows my mind even more why they want to get rid of her because well, they're not lining up with their views. Right. And they're, they're allowing the mob on Twitter to dictate that. I guess at this point, having experienced so much of this, so many people being just knee-jerk canceled for something that surfaces... Whether it be like twenty years sure, ago, right? Sure. Whether when it be a, when times were different, right? Whether right? it be a current comment or something that comes up that is on a recorded medium from some time in the past, all of that, I would make the request as a, a viewer, a fan, if you're gonna just completely shut that person down and their career with you, possibly affect their career forever with other people. It needs to come from really high up. I'd like to know who these people are that are just popping off and saying, oh, no, they're done. We don't hire but, them but anymore. But see, that's, that's the issue, though, because when you look at people, people hide behind a computer screen or a name exactly. on, on Twitter. And that's what makes it so bad to me. That's what takes this 
to an extreme that bothers me. See, that's where you and I are on the same page. Like, if Disney and Lucasfilm is going to stand up and say, hey, you know what, we don't agree with what this person who we hired to be, portray a character on our on our show is saying, and we're going to disassociate ourselves with that person, to me, okay, get me get me the CEO of Disney. Get me the president yeah, of Lucasfilm. It, I, I, I want I it to agree. be... Kathleen Kennedy should have come out and things like that. Right. I want it to be a, a firm statement of, no, we're drawing the line here. This is against our values. If it's going to be some nonsense follow-up tweet that some PR person at Disney and Lucas puts out, that's bullshit. And it, and it feeds a really disturbing trend in our culture right now well it should not exist i mean you look at it if you went on twitter and something went viral you hashtag something for somebody to lose their job or or something for somebody to get fired or taken off a show i mean, I mean not even entertainment let's go business wise it doesn't matter these days if you get enough people to do it it happens because they look at it because it hurts their bottom line right and, and so cancel culture is I really believe that it's something that exists. We can sit here and say it doesn't exist. Oh, it definitely exists. I think it exists. I absolutely think it exists. And I don't think that's the way, well, I'm very weary about how we are in society, what the direction we're going, especially with social media. And and you you and I, we, we are social media users. And I think social media can be used for good, but it can also be used for evil. And unfortunately... When you have a lot of power, it tends to be abused. Right, and we're seeing it in every element of our culture at this point, right? We're seeing it in entertainment. We're seeing it in politics. We're seeing it in day-to-day -day neighbors. It's McCarthyism at its worst. It's this idea of, oh, you made a mistake that I can judge immediately and get all of these people to have an opinion on immediately with one tweet. It'll reach millions of people. And, and the, the thing is, it won't even be necessarily taken the, the way that that was right. intended there's, there's, either. There's, there's no regard for context. There's no regard for intention, right? You're an actor. How many times... You have your own agenda. Everyone has their own agenda of online. Course. But how many times have you had to, in your own career and or with your you know colleagues' careers, how many times have you had to legitimately deal as an actor with trying to find a motivation for something you have to portray on film or on stage. It's a really big deal, right? Intention is everything. And to lose intention in how we talk about people's statements and people's actions, to lose the concept of like, okay, what was that person's motivation? What were they trying to convey? And to just take them face value for their words, which can be interpreted in 10 different ways, that is really terrifying. It should be the voice of Joe Dirt on Twitter. When you post something and it's not a positive statement, it should just be Joe Dirt that just his voice pops up. Life's a garden, dig it. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. <laughs> it just, 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 needs, just needs to happen. I mean, you know what my brain does right away, right? I mean, you know me. I, you know that I go yeah. immediately to Walken's character in that movie. Uh, actually, Walken would be even better. 
if you if you posted something on Twitter, <laughs> if you had walking, you're right. Voice, it would be hysterical. It'd be awesome. I you know Gina the Carano posts up. <laughs> Right away, it's like an image of walking. It's like your tone, it's all wrong. Do it again, stabbing the face, selling iron. <laughs> it would be outstanding. You know, the worst part though is that it would be so fantastic that people would actually put like crap up there just to hear it. Well, hell, maybe they it. would step back for a second and just laugh, laugh about it. Yeah, I mean, just that's my hope. That would be my hope. Look. I do not understand a world where Gina Carano, let's, let's use her again, please. She can, she can post something up. Disney reacted that day. Well, in right? all fairness, it wasn't like she had posted one thing. This was they were gunning for her. It was a series. Well, I yeah. Again, I'm I'm not gonna I'm so not the, gonna the, play into the. I, I, personally, Brian. Personally, I think you're right. I do think that. She has been an outspoken, um, controversial voice oh, for no. a long time. Right. So I do think there was a bit of And this a- is not, and, and again, not trying to play the middle of the road. I, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with her posts or things like that. I'm, right, I'm totally. just I'm just talking about the situation in general. So, so maybe you're right. Maybe they were gunning for her for a while. I don't know. What I do know is that the... Tweet in question that wound up with the Disney spokesperson coming out and basically saying, like, okay, you're done with us for, for a while. It happened that day. And, and Disney's done that to other people. We can talk about James Gunn. We, it's happened before. They've let other people have passes. They've, <laughs> they've completely crucified other people. Then they've resurrected them. You're good. Yeah. Then they resurrected <laughs> them. Good. You know, there really is something wrong with that. There is something wrong with... With a society where it's okay to not take the time to just say, oh, yes, I heard about that. We are reviewing the situation. We're going to run an investigation, whatever it is, right? We'll get back to you. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no investors that are going to be pulling the plug on Disney. They, they don't owe it to anybody. Somebody has given too much control to social media personalities at these companies that are reacting in a knee jerk. And I really do think that it's a corporation losing control. I don't think that it represents the corporation's desires. I think that it's, oh, you know what? We're Disney. We're huge. We own Marvel, Lucasfilms. Well, Pixar. see, and I'm going to argue on right? a little bit. I'm a little bit. My opinion is going to vary a little bit with this because I think with larger companies in their mindset, I don't think they actually think or know how powerful the social media brand is right now or out there. But the funny thing is to me, I feel like it's, it is influencing them. And I don't think, I think in their mind they're they think we have control. We're doing this. It's our decisions, but they are influenced. I wholly disagree with you. I think that it's the exact opposite. I think that they recognize how powerful social media is. And as a result, because the boardroom doesn't understand it, They've relinquished they power. They just lean into it. And they lean into it. They've relinquished power to people, and they just I rely see that. on them to make the right decisions, and they're the wrong decisions. It's, it, right? To me, that's an easy, that's a cop-out. It's an easy way out. It's like, oh, exactly. that's the way things are going. Let's, let's agree with that, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll give you another example. Bruce Springsteen with the Jeep commercial. From oh, yeah, the Super from, Bowl yeah but the, he had the D, DWI or yeah. whatever. It happened months ago, too. November. 
November of 2020, he gets some DUI or DWI accusation. It was a right. fan that gave him it's a tequila arrest. shot or something. No, I have or no whatever idea. Whatever it was, I have no idea. What I do know is that there was there was an arrest. That's that's all surfaced now. I have no idea if Bruce Springsteen is, is is fighting this or not. There could be a pending court date. No clue. So he does this commercial, his only commercial he's ever done. Was it is that way. is that true? Only commercial he's ever done? As far as I read on the great Googles and the internets, <laughs> yeah. Jeep drops him in the grease the moment this thing surfaces. Well, now, okay, I, I read somewhere that they didn't necessarily drop him immediately. They put a pause on it, which to me doesn't, it's the same thing. Exactly. It's the same they, thing. They pulled the commercial from all of YouTube. Unless you've already downloaded it, you can't find it. That's what kills me also. Wait, it happened in November. When is the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, it happened this month. Um, what? How many months is that? You know, right? I was like, who's running your department? Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 first of all, fire like, everybody. Yeah, fire exactly. everybody yeah. does background. <laughs> Secondly, what is that? Oh, so the guy's human. He got in trouble. He drove when he shouldn't have. And now all of a sudden you can't have his advertisement that's talking about people coming together and being nice to each other for once. What the fuck? I don't agree with with. Bruce Springsteen politically. You know me. I lean right. He leans left. Wait, wait, but I wait, like wait. the commercial. A rock star? Oh, yeah. Got How arrested strange. for a DUI? How weird. What the fuck? No. The next fuck? Thing, <laughs> next thing we're going to find out is going to be like his 15th. <laughs> oh, my God. I use it. Bruce, the fuck? you fell so far from the tree, man. <laughs> every every <laughs> British rock star is going, right, finally, mate. <laughs> Christ, we've been waiting all this time. I mean, and next you're going to tell me Keith Richards has never done drugs. <laughs> you know? He has not. <laughs> all right. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. I didn't mean to burst that bubble for you. Yes. And Santa Claus. with Keith. Santa Claus is real. Yes. I, I'm so sorry. So. <laughs> so <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I see your point. I, I, I see your point. It's just, but, I mean, this cancel culture is real. It's very bothersome. It, it is bothersome to me. And I, I think that when we do put things out there, especially when we're trying to look at change in this country, regardless of what side you are on, we want positive change. We want healing. And I think that this type of activity and mentality on social media and the way that we're trending, it, it, it just bugs me. And, and I really hope to see us pivot away from this. I do too. And honestly, I think we will because if you look at any other social trend, everything gets to a tipping point. And when it reaches a tipping point, it doesn't come off gradually. It usually comes off pretty sharply. I, I think that we're going to react to this time and look back on it and go, that's bullshit. That's not how humanity works. It's not how we are. We make mistakes. My gosh, I mean, my mistakes, Brian Chambers, are grocery lists long. I'm with you. I mean, we're, we're all human. Yeah, we all, we all get to where we are because we're striving to be better, not because we were awesome you know, yesterday. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, and radio and more. 
They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big marketing and media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. It's the second month of the year. Love is in the air. We got Valentine's so Day. So is COVID. So is COVID. <laughs> we're not we're not out of the woods yet. I hope for Valentine's. I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day, but I hope you got the gift of Pfizer for Valentine's Day. Moderna. <laughs> but what whatever your preference is, that's like K Jewelers versus I don't know, whatever other brand there is out there. You know, I will say this. I have some friends who are on the fence about getting vaccinated. They're very concerned about side effects they're reading about, about the um, rush nature of all of this. Fuck that. Get vaccinated. I'm with you. I, that's, I'm, 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 I'm going to squash that right now. Fuck that. Get vaccinated. 100%. I'm in 100%. <laughs> in fact, I think that even if we do vaccinate to an extreme percentage of the population, I do think this virus is here to stay. So, yeah, vaccinations are going to be really, really important. So my message. I mean, to all my every friends, February now it's going to be Punks to Tony Phil checking out his shadow. Yeah, by and the way, also vaccine that little bastard, that groundhog. <laughs> Houston, Texas is going to see eleven degrees this week. Possibly, not possibly, possibly. Yeah, yeah, we'll, possibly. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it. That's what happens when he drives angry. Don't drive angry. Don't, don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. I love that movie. Phil? Phil Connors? You know, I met him once. <laughs> Punks to Tony Phil? No. <laughs> what'd you, no, what'd you say? What, wait, oh, okay. I was going to say, what would you say to the groundhog? So hey, I, play, I play basketball in high wait, school. Wait, wait, hold on. Would you tell him not to drive angry if you've ever met the groundhog? Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's the or, best line in the movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd either picture that or you would literally walk up as walking and be like, your tone's all wrong. <laughs> I'll smash your face with a soldering iron. <laughs> Listen, you rat. Fall back in your hole, your tone. It's all wrong. Do it again. You see your shadow. Stab in the face. Soldering iron. Hey, um, we, I would expect spring if you said that. You know what? We need to call them up. You need to go up there. He need to go up there just, and tell him that. You need to be the one that's talking to that groundhog. Christopher Walken would just scare spring like into coming, right? Like, oh, okay, spring's here. Right. Like, <laughs> Flowers bloom. Pal, here's the deal. <laughs> Flowers will bloom. You know what the sad part is? We would hear him say that and we'd be like, yeah, that's happening. Totally. It'd be like there'd be like a foot of snow on the ground. And we'd be like, the flowers, they're, they're, they're going to bloom. Do you ever watch the interviews that he does um, in today's world on like YouTube or anything? I, I love him. I love him so much. I You know what? If, we, if there was ever a chance for us to get Christopher Walken on our podcast, I would leap at the opportunity. He's fantastic. But he's also very difficult to get a hold of, I've heard, because he doesn't have an actual cell phone. Yeah, I've heard that too. But his wife does. So you can go ahead and... So we need, we need to get... Hey, become friends with look, her. I'll tell you what. Reach out to his people. Bring up the gazebo at the Village Market in Wilton, Connecticut. See what he says. Well, okay. For our listeners, real quick, tell tell us the tell them the story. We, I, you need to tell them the story so our uh, listeners know. Walking? Yeah, because they don't know they don't know this story yet. 
Oh, boy. Uh, so Christopher Walken lives in Connecticut. I think he lives in... Now listen to you like, like oh, oh, God, I met another famous person. <laughs> like, oh, oh, God. I was it like, happened I was, a I was, lot. I was trying to work on... A, I, was, I was trying to be a normal person, work in my regular job, and then this fucking celebrity happened to be there. I happened to meet him. It happened a lot up there. <laughs> you it just sound so inconvenienced that you had to meet him. And it's Jeez, like, I'm so bothered. <laughs> What a bastard. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, so actually, actually, this day was a, a very inconvenient day because I, I think that Christopher Walken still lives in Westport, Connecticut. I have no idea. Um, and I, I don't know if he did actually when this story happened, but I know that somewhere in there he lived in Westport. But I used to go, uh, I, I used to work at the CVS in New Canaan, Connecticut, and I used to um, get my lunch in Wilton, Connecticut, at this place called the Village Market, which was this little grocery store that was right there. It had a gazebo across the way. One day it was pouring rain. I'm hanging out in the gazebo as a teenager, and I, I come across this shadowy, lanky figure eating his lunch. And I realized that it was Christopher Walken. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Walken, um, I don't mean to bother you, but... My name is, you know, Philip Goffrey. I want to be an actor. It's so funny when you say I don't mean to bother you and you absolutely mean to bother me. For that. sure, right? <laughs> You're like, I don't mean to be I'm full of shit, yeah. but yes, I do. I don't mean to interrupt, <laughs> but I, I think I want to be an actor and I love your work. And he looks up from his lunch and he, and he goes, that's great. You look very tall. <laughs> I, I said, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly how tall are you? And I said, I'm six foot three, six foot four. Oh, it's perfect. He got this white coat. It'll fit you great. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. He goes, you know, when you're waiting tables the rest of your life, because that's what you're gonna do. Acting, it sucks. It's hard. You wait tables. I'm like, oh, he shot me the fuck down. <laughs> he basically told you you're not gonna make right. It. He's like, you're talentless <laughs> just by looking at you. Peter Pan. Yeah, just by looking at you, you're done. Um. Yeah, so it's my walking story. But Not very but, good. but you Not did get to meet good. him, which I'm jealous about, you know. And and Got again, he I'm sure he's met so many people he doesn't remember. Bill Murray is the cool celebrity meet story though. So I used to play basketball. Um believe it or not. Believe it or not, I played sports. Do you know what basketball is? Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> it's like I have felt I, I have felt a basketball. Phil, just take the ball, throw it in that ring. I, I know what, what do it, I do after that? Run. <laughs> I know what it does. You know? <laughs> so I wind up getting in this car accident when I'm in my uh, late teens in high school and, and I hurt my knee. I couldn't play basketball anymore. And it just so happened that that year, my basketball team was playing against some school that Bill Murray's son was playing basketball in. And I'm in the stands, my legs all wrapped up. I sit down and if it, if it wasn't Right then in that year, it was really close to the year he did Rushmore. It was like like within six to eight months. In, his, in down, his prime. Yeah. He's in his prime. No. Dude. <laughs> he sits down next to me. He looked just like his character. and Like rough. I oh, mean, really? Oh, yeah. Really rough. <laughs> and he sits down next to me. I'm looking at him like, uh, you know. And he looks over, he like out of the corner of his eye, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even say, yeah. yeah. Goes, okay. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it's my son playing. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Right? He looks at the game. 
looks back at me. She goes, so are, are, are we good? <laughs> and I said, and I said, yeah, yeah, we're good. He goes, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be a whole thing. And he just, <laughs> and he That's watched a nice the, guy though. Yeah. He was like, he was expecting you to kind of totally. freak out a little bit. And that was my whole interaction. You know, another celebrity sighting in that same high school I was a, a sophomore in high school, I think. I hadn't slept in days for some reason that, that may or may not come up in a podcast. I'm running through the halls of my high school like a madman, and Dana Carvey is walking down the hallway. And I stopped, I looked at him, and I go, you're Dana Carvey? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah. And that makes you another kid I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well played, like, well like, played, sir. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I go running away all excited. I'm like, I met Dana Carvey. That's so cool. <laughs> it turned out he was interviewing the school to possibly bring his son, who he never brought to the school. Yeah. Hopefully um, that was can, not uh, um, part of the can reason. Can we say you know. that you were probably I the reason? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. But I, I was so I excited. I would love to talk to Dana Carvey and be like, yeah, I was going to go to the, I was going to send my my kid to this school, but this one weirdo. Well, I can say right here on Neighbors Don't Knock, officially, I've had words with Dana Carvey. There you go. Hey, that's more than I have had. Well, we hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. We hope you continue the love throughout the rest of the year. You know, let us know what you guys did. Not all the graphic stuff. We don't We don't need to hear that. Yep, spread love, <laughs> not COVID. That, that's right. <laughs> Wear that mask. And, you know, coming up next week, we have a special guest. I'm super excited about this one. We are going to have the ever-so-talented actress, Emily Trask. She's going to be joining us on the podcast, remotely, of course. But I am so excited a uh, former actor here in Houston, a company member from The Alley, now on the West Coast. She's had an amazing career. We're going to get to talk to her about her journey, what's been going on, what's coming up. It's just, I I'm so excited. I love to hear evolving stories. Oh, it's going to be amazing. She's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Philip, as always, man, I appreciate you letting me stop by. Make sure you guys check us out on social media. Go to www.neighborsdontknock.com and... We'll talk to you next week. Peace out. <laughs>